Good evening, and welcome to the Emirate Podcast. The views expressed on this show are those of the host and are in no way reflective of an endorsement by any entity they are affiliated with via employment, membership, or for any other reason. The views on this show are the hosts and the hosts alone. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get to the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Emirate Podcast, episode three, the title of this week's episode which is extremely appropriate for the way it's expanded since I initially put the show notes together for this, is Pieces of Shit. That's right, we're going to be talking about pieces of shit, and not the kind that you drop in the toilet and flush, but the human kind. And after this whole Austin bombing thing, we've got a great multitude of different things to talk about. So let's get into it. What inspired the show's title um, was a video that I watched last week, uh, not too long after my previous episode, of a uh, former Major League Baseball player who was part of a minor league team. And he, um, you know, I guess maybe trigger warning or whatever you want to say, was assaulting his girlfriend in the stairwell of the uh, baseball team's uh, facility uh, repeatedly. And so, I mean, that really doesn't bear a whole lot of discussion in and of itself because he is a giant piece of shit. But what brought this up was how we ourselves can become complicit in these kind of things and be a piece of shit ourselves by asking the wrong kinds of questions after an event like that. What I mean by that is in one of the um, sports groups I'm in, we were talking about it, and one of the individuals made the choice to ask the question, well, what happened before the tape that led up to this? And we see this all the time in police shootings. We see this all the time in you know different forms of victimization where we have to feel like there was something that possibly justified an unjustifiable action. I don't care what that woman did prior to that point, beating someone in the stairwell repeatedly who is not defending themselves in no way, shape, or form is ever going to be acceptable. There's not a justifiable reason for that. There's nothing you can come up with that would make what transpired there in any possible form okay. Nothing that could have happened prior to that moment makes that behavior acceptable. And if you're the type of person who can come up with or postulate or form some form of idea that would make that okay, you too, my friend, are probably a piece of shit. And that's kind of where we came at to. There was, had you seen this video, had you seen what was transpiring, had you seen the, the type of behavior that was happening, and I don't really want to go into detail just because it's uncomfortable to talk about, but, I mean, you're talking just very vivid signs of a long-going domestic abuse like the the cycle of assault to like comfort to assaulting again and almost in every instance a completely unaware and and defenseless person and at no point did the uh female uh who he was attacking the woman he was attacking uh show any form of aggression or respond aggressively whatsoever and i mean it just the one I guess, ray of hope in this whole situation is the group I was in completely roasted this individual and, you know, basically made it very clear that in no way, shape or form was anything he said was acceptable and that by defending it, he was engaging in, you know, fuckboyish behavior. Um, You know, what if he had a sister? All the great talking points that if you ever encounter individuals like this, you have to make were made and it made, you know, for a mildly encouraging experience. 
What was still disappointing was that this individual elected to stick to their guns, double down, triple down, and really kind of just dug their heels in and continued to defend an indefensible position simply because that was the way they viewed the situation and that they felt that there was a time and place that could have justified domestic violence. And so, again, you know, I repeat, if that's what you believe, you are a piece of shit. I mean, a giant, hot, steaming, you know, irritable bowel syndrome piece of shit pieces of shit mountain of shit there's no defense for you and especially if you know you have a mother you were birthed into this world you have a mother you've got a stepmother you've got sisters you've got aunts cousins female friends something you have to have a woman somewhere in your life who you love and value and if you could look at that person in their eye and say hey there's something you could do where it makes it okay for a person who is bigger stronger than you and has power over you to physically assault you humiliate you demean you um, injure you because of some action you took uh, if you have the audacity to think and believe that like I don't think you need to be around other human beings in general but that kind of brings us to our next talking point and another massive piece of shit and it's so funny because i feel like we've talked about this on the show before and it's just a cycle that fucking continues and that is our wonderful friend in austin um and when i say friend i mean that with the deepest level of sarcasm and the most heinous level of disgust and distaste a coward a terrorist a punk a you know fucked individual who really just lack the courage to, I, I, I don't have, I don't have good words for it, but there's one word that nobody really ever seems to want to use in these situations. So let's go through a hypothetical scenario here. An individual in a city is sending out explosive devices to random people. Um, they appear to be somewhat targeted, but they are sporadic. But these are explosive devices going off across the city over a period of a couple of weeks. Seven total devices were sent out. All of them were explosive. All of them were targeted at individuals. Um, we don't necessarily know what the motive of the individual was. And they ended the assault by on the cusp of being captured, committing a suicide bombing against themselves. If I was to describe this individual and I put a picture in front of you of a uh, Muslim American who, you know, had Saudi background and, um, you know, whatever else, like we'll just leave it at that. Right. Uh, Saudi born Muslim American um, who's in this country. What would you call him? Let's take this same scenario and make it a 25, 24 year old white male from Austin, Texas. And what do you think the media calls him? Oh, he is a uh, unemployed uh, serial bomber with no criminal record. When there is whiteness involved, there seems to be this deep-seated need to justify or give a backstory as to why this person is not um, the same as these other terrorists. And we won't call him a terrorist. No, 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 no. He's not a terrorist. He's just a, a serial bomber. Um, and not, you know, Frosted Flakes or Lucky Charms, but just repeatedly. And so, and let's not to mention, again, he blew himself up, up at the cusp of being captured intentionally, and no one's calling him a suicide bomber. 
and that language, that, that specific choice in language and the way that only certain words and certain terms apply to certain people is why we discuss concepts like what it means to be white in this country and the privilege of being so, what the ingrained systemic racism in this country looks like, what xenophobia looks like. Because I can promise you that if this dude was a, an illegal alien, if this dude was a Black Lives Matter activist, if this dude was Antifa, if this dude was um, you know, a Muslim was a Sikh, was a um, any form of foreign national, there would be deep-seated ties to the country or their faith views or anything else. But if you are a white extremist, if you are a white domestic terrorist, if you are a white mass shooter, we somehow try to focus on all these different abnormalities or things about you that somehow make it seem like there's a reason why you did this that nobody else gets the benefit of the doubt on and at the same fucking time we had a piece of shit police officer gun down a 22 year old male in his backyard claiming he had a crowbar a gun and any other number of things when it was a cell phone in his hand shot 21 times in his own backyard but we want to talk about Oh, this guy never had a criminal record, blah, 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 blah. He's a fucking terrorist. And our refusal to call him that, our refusal to label him that, our refusal to address these concerns and talk about these things in a way that's honest and factual and uniform. Because the terms aren't applied uniformly. We don't uniformly label people for what their actions are. We don't uniformly label people for uh, the behaviors they engage in or for the results of their behaviors. We label them based on how they look in this country. Our media outlets choose to do that. When you go and look at the New York Post, their headline in no way, shape, or form calls this due to a terrorist and it tries to humanize this piece of shit. In no other area, in no other situation would that even be tried to be done. Nobody is going to sit there and try and humanize people who are doing heinous acts, uh, committing these these vicious crimes and everything else. Or, I mean, all right, let's just talk about it, right? So I guarantee you over the next three to seven days when the story of this young man who was shot down in his backyard comes out, we are going to find out every negative thing we can that could possibly have justified why he deserved to get killed in his backyard. Yet, when this motherfucker goes and blows up shit, we try and we get fed every reason why it doesn't make sense why he did this. Because for a white person to commit a heinous act, for a white person to commit terrorism, it can't make sense. That is the presumed notion. That is what white privilege encompasses and embodies in this country. This idea that simply because I look a certain way, it is impossible that I have inherently bad motives or I'm coming from a place of inherent Inherently bad behavior, yet disproportionately, these heinous acts of mass casualty incidents, of school shootings, of domestic terrorism, of bombings, of hate crimes, everything else are enacted by white men predominantly. Angry white men with angry views who have an inability to cope with life stressors and lash out at everything around them. If you look across the board at these stories, there is a pathology to this behavior and we want to ignore it. And we want to talk about psychoanalysts and we want to talk about the psychological profiles and the mental health of people, but we don't have an infrastructure in this country and we refuse to admit that the people who need this most are unfortunately or fortunately or whatever you want to say, these white males who do this stuff. And that doesn't mean we're the only people who commit crimes. I'm saying this is a white male myself. That doesn't mean that um, we're predisposed to do that. But when you are in a place and you're in a country that from birth has generally taught you that 
everything should be handed to you and that the world should be easier for you and it ceases to be and you get rejected and you get turned down and you start to lash out this world around you because you were conditioned and we are making progress. And this is one of the things that disproportionately changed the way people voted in this last election and had an impact on who was put into office was because these people were angry because they were losing their privileged position because there was a slight, and I mean the all but slightest erosion of their privilege and and, and positional power that they had in this country from a social order of things. And because that little bit of loss, for all intents and purposes, they handed it over to to tyranny, to to people who do not govern by the same norms and rules as the rest of us, for, for people who don't even adhere to their own personal values and belief systems. You went from folks who were demanding borderline puritanical behavior from their uh, <laughs> elected leaders to tyrannical behavior being acceptable, to sexism being acceptable, to misogyny being acceptable, to racism, openly outspoken racism being acceptable, sexual harassment behavior openly being done, being acceptable, chastising and criticizing gold star families and mocking women and mocking people for their disabilities and mocking war heroes for getting captured. All this was deemed acceptable simply because people were afraid that their privileged position as a white person in this country might be under threat. And the sad reality was there wasn't even a major change in the way the world worked for him. If you look at unemployment rates, if you look at income disparities, if you look at incarceration rates, if you look at educational outcomes, if you look at all the systems and structures in this country that are organized, there was no major change over the past eight years that justified the level of reaction that these people had, but because they were so afraid and so uncomfortable with the idea that things might even be a little bit more fair and that there would be an equitable playing field that they in droves came out and voted against their own interests. You had poor people electing a historically rich, privileged person who had no idea where they were coming from because he was willing to appeal to their baser instincts, to the lowest common denominator of their logical pathways, their fear and distrust of progress. Because if I have throughout history and I recognize throughout history that I have done things to impoverish and oppress people, the idea of these people gaining power is terrifying to me because of what they might do if they were in the position I was in because of the heinous acts that I committed in that position. The most terrifying thing to a racist and a white supremacist is the idea that someone will do to them what they know their ancestors in this country has done to other people. That's what they genuinely live in fear of. That's what they're genuinely afraid of. And that's why these people are pieces of shit. And that's why when these pieces of shit do these kind of things, and I'm not saying that we know for a fact this dude in Austin was a white supremacist. We do know that the mailed packages went to Hispanic and African-American people. We do know that the, you know, the bombings were distributed in some form or capacity. So, I mean, we can't say anything about his motives yet necessarily, but that doesn't make the act any less terroristic. And even when we don't have the motives of a brown person who committed these same acts, we're absolutely going to call them a terrorist in this country. At least the media will. So our refusal to do so, our refusal to act, our refusal to stand up and call this what it is, is ridiculous. And it makes all these different entities complicit. So when I run down my list of pieces of shit in this country, please believe the media is on that list. The the media who who refuses to call these people out for what they are, who tries to humanize terrorists. Um, the folks who try to justify this shit. The 
officers who use excessive force and are gun happy and shoot people uh, with an intent to kill on a regular basis who are unarmed. Those are pieces of shit. The people who defend those officers for doing so are pieces of shit. The people who try and defend the news outlets for not labeling and say, well, you know, they just don't want to be too quick to act. They're perfectly happy to act when the person's brown. We're willing to assume so many things about what their intentions were and what their motives were. And in all of this assumption, we never stop to think about what led them through this path. But if it's a white person, we look at their background, their childhood history, how they grew up, where they grew up at, you know, what happened to them that led them to feel this way. And, you know, what was the, com you know, the composite of their household like? Did they come from a two parent home? You know, were they picked on or bullied or all these other number of factors that somehow can just maybe explain why this sick piece of shit went out here and, and committed a terroristic act or committed a heinous act. We never, never, never take the time to try and figure out what was going on geopolitically or sociopolitically in this world that led to somebody feeling like they had to come to this country and attack it or were able to be recruited by radical organizations that led them down the pathway of conversion and taught them that the best way to you know defend their people across the world was to attack this country. What's going on in the world and what led to that? And what things could we possibly do to mitigate that? No, no, no. That's not a discussion we have. That nuance is lost. It was a terrorist, and there's absolutely no way that a terrorist can be justified. Unless it's a white dude blowing up some shit, and then we're going to talk about his background and his history. Unless it's a white dude shooting up a school or shooting up a concert, we're going to talk about his background and his history, his gambling losses, how he got rejected from you know his previous girlfriend, how he was staying with a uh, you know temporary family because his foster parents had died or you know his childhood upbringing him being picked on we're going to point to his asperger's syndrome we're going to point to everything but saying hey this person is accountable for their actions we want to hold everyone accountable for their actions in this country except for white men apparently and that's p bullshit that's what it is it's absolute bullshit and if you defend that notion you are a piece of shit and, and there's no justifiable defense for you and that's really all there is to it you know um this is actually kind of the conclusion of the podcast. It's going to be a simple one this week. So, um, you know, I <laughs> it's so funny. You know, it's Wednesday and I'm finally getting this thing uh, recorded and ready to publish. And I've been up to my ears in schoolwork. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you got to prioritize what you got going on. So I'm out of town. I'm in a hotel room. I'm trying to, you know, grind through all this reading and everything else. And there's just been so much going on in the world. And it was great that the title that I put together last week when I saw that video just fit for this. But uh, with all that being said, thanks for tuning in. This was the Amaranth Podcast. I'm your host. Um, again, uh, subscribe, share, um, you know, leave me a review in the iTunes store. Um, send me feedback. Go to the Facebook page. Follow it. Um, feel free to send me a message with any show notes or topics that you want to talk about. Um, and yeah, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and I will see you next week. Um, I'm going to put this up every week. I can't promise uh, what day of the week it will go up, but I can promise you it will go up once a week. So, uh, I will see you next week sometime, hopefully sooner rather than later. Thank you for tuning in.